My top three T-Swift songs. We are never, ever, ever getting back together. We are never, ever, ever getting back together. You go talk to your friends, talk to my friends, talk to me. But we are never, ever, ever getting back together. Welcome to episode 52 of Wolfscast, the show that would like to call the police and report a robbery. Whoa! Sussed by myself and my brother, I'm Neil. And I'm Scotty Buckets, everybody. Welcome to a new era of Timberwolves basketball. Welcome to a brighter future. We've been waiting years for this, everybody, and it's here. We're here. We did it. We're back. We uh, we didn't do a show for two months, and now we're doing two shows in like six days. <laughs> but it is the had season to do the of emergency pod. Yeah, had to had to get it going with the emergency pod. Things I'm, are going down. I'm traveling to Chicago tomorrow. I'm gonna be there for the next week. I'm gonna go everywhere in the city, buy up all that Jimmy Butler merchandise, hop in every Goodwill and Salvation Army in the city. I'm gonna get so much Jimmy Butler gear. Yeah, they're gonna be getting rid of it. Uh, He's uh, switching cities, switching teams. All that shit. He gets a Bulls jersey for cheap. Twenty-one Bulls jerseys. Mm, yeah, I know. Get them all that hot. Plus um, they're Adidas, so they're trying to get rid of them. What anyway. a draft! What a draft! We're back. We did the draft pod. Talked about some prospects. Talked about some possible college kids that we might be bringing in here. And instead, the Wolves make a big move. So we had to do a show. We're back at it. You, you, you might have heard our newest. NBA All-Star on our team at the beginning of the show. Yep. And uh, he was talking about his relationship with the Bulls. Never, ever, ever getting back together. <laughs> Can't do it. I'm out of there. I was just saying that's my favorite T-Swift song this You weekend. were? Yeah, I literally said it this weekend. Wow. Me, me and Jimmy on the same level already. Um, it's amazing. Uh, this is something that we don't ever get, ever. Um, this is the best trade in Timberwolves history. Um, Jimmy will become one of the top five uh, Timberwolves players in history when he gets here. You can argue different stuff, yeah. you know, whether he's top three for you or whatever. Uh, as long as you don't say he's number one over KG, he's in the running. <laughs> That's it. Um, we, this never happens to us, you know? Yeah, it's a rare, a super rare thing and, uh, you know, a very historic sort of feeling, I guess, for uh, people who follow the Timberwolves because, yeah, like you said, this just this doesn't happen. So we're going to talk a lot, mostly, about Jimmy Butler today. Um, you know, we'll also have a sponsor, of course, because it's a show and we have to have a sponsor and then, uh, we're going to predict it and that will be sort of covering what is now set up to be a very interesting, uh, free agency period oh, for yes. the Wolves. I mean, it was going to be interesting no matter what, but now there, you know, we get the first move. We've made our intentions we've, clear. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's right. We've already struck and now we got to talk about, uh, you know, what the Butler move possibly means for who else the Wolves might go after. And, uh, you know, we'll close it out with the game. Probably we'll learn, Jimmy Butler. Learn a lot more about Jimmy more. Butler, an extraordinary individual. <laughs> That's the thing. We got another guy to learn about. 
favorite Timberwolves player. Just wait, you're going to love him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but let's uh, let's dig into the the meat of this draft. Uh, ha- uh, excuse me, this uh, draft day trade. Right. Um, Neil, let's, on let's talk about first. Where were you when you when uh, you learned about this? How did you learn about it? And how did you react? Yeah. So I had a um, show to play, so I could not watch the draft last Thursday. My band was playing in Hopkins for Cuckoo uh, Kangaroo Cuckoo Kangaroo show, and we were just uh, you know getting set up for the show, and uh, I was on my phone. Uh, reading tweets, scrolling, just seeing what was happening, and all of a sudden the steam started to pick up, and you know the the bulls and wolves are are in you know serious discussions or whatever. Like the first it was not confirmed, but it was kind right. of rekindled, and I was like, okay, what's this? And kept scrolling, and and wow, all of a sudden it was like both sides have agreed in principle or whatever. And I just so I was you like saw ten it minutes before away. you went on stage. It was like ten it. minutes away from playing the show and just getting ready, and and I was just. Filled with joy. Did you learn the it. terms of the trade before you went on stage? I yeah, I learned who everyone was in the deal. I did not know about the 16 pick coming back at that point. It's you know, I figured ridiculous. they were getting it. Yeah, I didn't know about the the sweetener that I guess right. we needed in this deal. Wow. But yeah, that's where I was. Uh, you you were watching the draft. Yes, I how was. Did it, how did it go down for you? So, uh, shouts to a friend of the podcast, co-hosted with me, Robert Brewer. Yeah, occasional fill-in co-host. Yes, and uh, frequent shout-outs, shout-outy, Matt Pullum mm. and uh, Meg, my wife. We were all watching together, but Robert was a few minutes late, so we paused it, and he got there like maybe 10, 15 minutes into okay. the draft. Yeah, and they didn't want to be spoiled with anything, but I was on Twitter, you know, because you're on show. I got to be running the Wolf's Cast account, you know, and yeah. see what's going on and everything. So you were up to date. I was up to date, but and, keeping it quiet. Yeah, and I saw the trade, and these guys were adamant. Don't tell me any of the picks or anything. But I'm like, but this isn't really a pick. Yeah, and it's, this is different. I'm exploding inside. I'm like, I, I'm getting like angry. I'm like, I can't tell you guys about this. And so, uh, so Robert, you were waiting. Until... Robert was first to say, "Just tell me," and I said, "Oh, we did it. We, we got did Jimmy it? Butler." <laughs> And, uh, Do you think you were joking? I'll, I will he, like, assume no, you were joking. He, he immediately knew I was real because really? the severity of my tone. <laughs> you you know? see in your eyes. Yeah, and he, yeah, I'll always remember the look on his face when he heard that news. Just uh, astonishment, really. Wow. He's a guy who's been through all the trials and tribulations yeah. and the Timberwolves with us. You yep, know, yep, yep. he stuck it out all the way through. So uh, we had four bottles of champagne that night. <laughs> <laughs> I broke them up. Yep, pop right. bottles, pop bottles, pop corks. Let's go. Uh, that's incredible. That's awesome. That's, I'm glad he 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 told you to let him know. Spill yeah. the beans. Yeah, and then from there we gotta tell the rest of them because everyone realized it was something really big. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, really. Just just the first thing I thought about was was kind of what you already said was just like unprecedented. Like it's not it's not just a good deal. It's it's more than just like what do we get back? What happened? It's un- it is it's unprecedented that we trade for the superstar. Right, we've traded our superstars. We were on the right end of this one. That's unprecedented. <laughs> one. It's unprecedented that we win a deal so badly that people are calling it a robbery on the moment. Jalen oh, Rose, yes. You know, on the broadcast was like, this is a, it's a, it's a know, heist. A heist, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so for just there to be this kind of unanimous consent, oh, we got the drop right here, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, did Chicago get punched in their face? I would hate to be a Bulls fan today. <laughs> That's Max Kellerman on first take right there. Had to get, had to bring a little first take into the mix. And Crazy. the response has been fairly unanimous that we yeah. uh, completely robbed the Bulls blind. Um, you know, and we'll talk about what we gave up in a minute, but let's continue to talk about uh, what Jimmy brings to the team. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Butler, I mean, this was a rumor that was around last year when the team drafted Chris Dunn. Obviously, uh, you know, there was there was reports that the Bulls really liked Chris Dunn. Could this be the deal that, you know, finally reunites 
Butler and, and Thibodeau uh, back together. And so that was a year ago, and I guess it just took a whole nother year. It's just amazing that the Bulls, you know, apparently saw what Chris Dunn did this year and still were like, yeah, That's we, we still like him. We're still in on this. It makes this. you wonder if Tibbs ever wanted Chris Dunn or if he drafted him wow. last year for the Bulls. And then the Bulls were like, nah, let's have you hold the purse strings there for a year. And then Tibbs you know, stuck with the plan, kind of had to adjust on the fly. Talk about some chess move. I mean, they essentially did the same trade that they yeah. would have had last year, Levine and Dunn. And this time we just, just swapped the pick. 7 and the yeah, 16 swap, pick. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I guess Jimmy had less value. One less year on his contract. True, true, true. Although he had one of his best years last yeah. year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, so we get two years of Jimmy Butler. And they get the right to sign... Zach Levine and Chris Dunn to big contracts. Yeah, they will, they will be, uh, especially Zach, he'll be up soon and done a couple years later. But, uh, yeah, Neil, the Bulls finally hitting the reset button. Why don't you tell me what you're most excited about what Jimmy's going to bring to this team? Uh, for me, it's about, you know, obviously on court will be great. But for me, still early on right now, I'm still thinking about sort of the respectability that the Wolves will have around the league now. Just for, like for like the first time ever. I'm gonna be <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm I'm all prepared to be ready for the on court stuff, maybe into the fall. And yeah, obviously thinking about it now a little bit with future moves, but I'm still sort of basking in the idea that the Wolves are like a legitimate franchise now. Like there's no more tomfoolery. There's no more like laughing stock of the league stuff. You know, this is what we hoped for when Layden and Thibodeau came in, was that they would bring, uh, you know, a different level of, of, like I said, respectability to the team. Because, and urgency, because yeah. for the last 10 years, the Timberwolves have been happy to say, well, we've got a lot of young, promising people. We'll see how they develop. Yeah. And then mishandling them in various ways or having them not develop that much at Kicking all. Kicking the can, as Kicking they Kicking the say. can, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a way to keep your GM job safe. And that's why, <laughs> you know, the Bulls did this. Because Gar <laughs> Foreman needed to, uh, you know. Reset, yeah. They needed to be like, oh, well, we got these prospects. Just It'll take wait. like five or six years before you know whether we yeah. messed up this rebuild. So it's a w- great way of bu- build, uh, buying yourself time. Bill True. Simmons always talks about that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Tibbs feels secure in his role. He's got five years here. I think that's big. I yep. was listening to Mark Stein on the Zach Lowe podcast a week or two ago, and he was talking about how the best GMs are like the Spurs and stuff because they have the you know the safety to know they they don't have that feel that pressure of making that win now move all the time yeah and so I think Tibbs obviously feels comfortable with his role in the organization where he can do a move like this but it's just uh, I'm just excited for Jimmy Butler for what he brings to our team in the sense of like in the locker room and in practice and yeah. stuff like that and I think that's something that Tibbs saw was that uh, like no one doubts that Andrew Wiggins and Zach Levine and Cat work hard. Everyone reads the story about how they're gym rats and stuff, and, right. and Kat's always in 3 a.m. Snapchats in the gym and stuff. But you get the feeling that, you know, they're not really completely focused. You know, sometimes you feel like they're a little entitled. They know they're going to be getting their money. They know that they're young and they're going to get it eventually. And uh, I think that, you know, Jimmy has always worked really hard for what he's gotten because uh, we'll talk about his background more, but just like every step of the way, he's had to be like Tom Thibodeau level of intensity and work. And like, he's only played his best for like hard ass coaches like Tom Thibodeau. Yeah. And so I think that uh, everyone else is going to see how hard he works and have to step up their intensity. Well, and it's, 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 it's amazing to have that kind of respect and that kind of mentorship 
from a player who is currently an all-star. I mean, a few years ago we had KG, you know, uh, right there with Wiggins and with Towns especially, and we were all really excited about that, and we wished he could have been here for two years or more in that same role as kind of like a coach-slash-player. But this is different. This is a guy who is at the top of the league, a top 15 player right now. And getting better every year. Every season he's gotten better. Yeah, and so just I think that's going to go a long way as well. I mean, it's going to be a kind of different sort of – player vet mentorship uh, you know but instead of a guy who's at the very end of his career or maybe like Tayshaun Prince or Andre Miller right. or even like guys like who are end of the bench guys like Jordan Hill or whatever like who they had this last year those vets are fine for a certain re- for certain things but this is another level this is a next step up this is your best player and yes. you're gonna have to get on your best players level yes and, and Jimmy Butler will demand that now Tibbs has got a guy who's on like the same page as language. him yeah. on the team. Yeah. Because there's only so much Tibbs can yell at these guys. At some point, you need your best player to be demanding that respect. So I think it's going to be a complete overhaul of the culture. Yep. Um, I think it, it, it goes from us being like the team of the future to a team of right now. There's no longer these guys being like, well, we're on the right track. We're growing. You know, look at us. We're sc- yeah. all scoring 20 points. You know, we're going to get an all-star event. No, it's like now it's put up, shut it up, win time for Wiggins and Towns, and I like the idea of uh, how they're going to flourish under that pressure. I think it's interesting the the idea, like you sort of just brought up, of like moving into like a win now mentality. Because, um, like you said, that's something that has been happening over the years. Of like, oh no, we got these young guys. How look how young we are. Well, we're the team of the future, whatever. And I just think that it's interesting they traded three like project guys and turned it into like one all star like win now, especially coming off of the finals we just had. And all the national talk of, you know, who's going to compete with the Warriors and who's going to win right now. It's not like the Wolves are going to vault into a home court advantage playoff spot. But they, they've they kind of they've put themselves out there as more of a win-now team when it might have been more popular to, oh, we can still kick it down. Look at the Warriors out there. We can't beat them. Like, right. Let's just keep it going. So I think that's really interesting to do yeah, here. If we're not competing in two years, Butler will walk. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side, if we, we are competing in two years, I have a feeling Butler might stick around. He's a very True. loyal kind of guy. True. Right? Especially if, well, yeah. you know, it's working well with Thibodeau. I can see him resigning here down down the road. Yeah. Um, but also this is interesting what it does for us, uh, you know, cap-wise. Um, yeah. It would have been really t- – we've talked about how difficult it would be to pay Levine. Like, yeah. if, what if he wants a max, you know? He's coming off this injury. We got to pay Wiggins and Cat, who are in the same kind of development, going to soak up all that money. Do you want to spend 75% of your future uh, cap space on those three players yeah. when they've never even, you know, scored, had 33 wins together, you know, yeah. in a season? And we've, anything. and we've talked about how Levine is redundant with his skill set with Wiggins. We talked about how we thought his ceiling would eventually be as the sixth man right. who can come in and score and maybe close out games. Um, I just don't see his ceiling ever getting close to the type of player that Jimmy Butler is. True. And that's even assuming he he comes back with his full athleticism, which I think he will. I don't think the injury will hamper his future. I just think that we never saw him as a guy who's going to be a uh, above average defender. You know, I always saw him as like a Jamal Crawford, J.R. Smith kind of type with, you know, crazier athleticism. But that athleticism was only being used on offensive dunks and getting extension on his shots. It's not like he was using that at all on defense. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. The defense part. I mean, even if Zach, you know, becomes a top 10 scorer in the league or something like that, totally fulfills his potential and and is one of the best scorers in the league, he's absolutely never going to become the defender that Jimmy Butler is just by his body type and stuff and his mentality. Like he just, he doesn't know Zach is, is continually lost 
on defense. He he wants to do it. He's all he's in focus wise and and hustle wise and everything, and he works his ass off. But I, he's just never going to be that kind of defender, that kind of two way player. So. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a no brainer type of deal, especially when you know you have to give him that money after yeah. injury. Yeah, he's going to be overpaid. He's going he's going to get a lot of money. He might not get a max, but it's going to be a near max, and so he will. You don't want to pay him that, that, those years of his contract. No, essentially, well, instead of getting like an under market deal for Jimmy Butler. Yeah, you know he's got that old contract uh, extension. Great which deal nice, for Jimmy. Old CBA contract extension. Great deal for Jimmy. And so you know, at least for the next two years, and that gives us the ability to, if we need to overpay some people this year to get them here. Yep. Like you said, you know, you overpay for the first two years of contract and then you can move them in the last year of their contract or whatever you know it gives us more flexibility now yeah and i think the the contract thing is interesting we can talk about that here a little bit when we talk quick. about free agency well yeah yeah well, let's, oh right let's, let's, do, it about the let's con- do it now let's just talk about the contract now i mean i think it's just interesting he's he's got two more years right he's got this year and next year left on his deal um it's under 20 million i can't remember the numbers exactly but yeah. i believe it's between 16 and 19 million um so what's interesting though is that yeah he could potentially leave in two years and so people are already wringing their hands about that a little bit which i think is fine obviously it's not tomorrow but it's it's closer than you think and i think it's an interesting kind of deal because although jimmy butler will be our best player next year um you know the wolves overall medium to long-term future still resides in carl anthony towns and andrew wiggins right so even in the worst case scenario where butler does move on in two years it's still about these two then guys. Then we have Wiggins and Cat becoming 24 and yeah, 25. Yeah. And maybe being able so, to be the, the go-to people themselves yeah. like Jimmy Butler is now. So while I think you're right that I think they're a good shot at re-signing Butler, and I hope they do, I think at that point, I think it could be kind of a cool sort of like transition of like, you know, if Butler does resign eventually, he can kind of take a back seat to Towns and Wiggins who will be entering their prime right. as he is leaving his prime maybe. So, um, but he's only what twenty seven years old. Uh, uh, Butler is so yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll, be, he'll be, be twenty eight. He'll be twenty eight at the beginning of this next season. Yeah, but still, so he'll know. be like thirty when that comes around. So he'll still be right there. He got so. into the league late because Not an old he man yet graduated from college. So he got into the league late. Yeah, then so, probably put all the minutes on his legs. Then so I don't know if that means anything <laughs> the at all. But you know, despite you know he gets nicked up from time to time, but he's never had a major injury. It's usually like swollen right. knee or ankle sprain, strained elbow. You know, yeah. he's never had like an ACL tear or anything like that. So uh, yeah, that doesn't happen. That's a knock. Um, let's talk about on the court because we haven't done that too much. I've seen some yeah. people suggest that he's not a good fit with Wiggins, and I can't can't disagree more. I was just ta- I was listening to last week's podcast and I'm laughing at it now. Because one, we're talking about like maybe we can trade the number seven pick and Ricky Rubio to the Mavericks for Wes Johnson well, in the nine. Uh, yeah, you, uh, you mean uh, not Wes Johnson? Oh, Wes Matthews. <laughs> Wes Matthews, yeah, in the nine. And yeah. I'm just like listening to this now, and I'm like, oh my god, if we even knew, if we even knew the kind of well, that's the kind of we'd get away with. That is, but I don't feel bad about that. That is like. That's what we're used to. That's like what we think as Wolves fans or as like the Wolves franchise. Like what that's what get. you could yeah. potentially get. Like you have never in our wildest dreams could we believe that we could like be on the winning end of a trade for a superstar. Like right. crazy. Like that just doesn't happen. There's no way that would ever happen. In our, it would never, never, never happen in our minds. So yeah, while I'm owning some contracts, like we said, if you don't want to pay Zach, you got to move him. So and Dunn too. You know, I love watching Dunn play defense. I think he's gonna stay in the league because of defense. And yeah, I like him a lot. But yeah. like he's not. 
you're not going to want to pay him, you know, yeah. fifth, fifth pick money for the next few years. Totally. But you're talking about on the court stuff on the with court. Wiggins. A little bit of redundancy. I don't think it's going to be a problem, but I do think there will be some things to work out. I think they're they're, they're very similar type of players as far as sort of their build goes. As Cutting, far as, driving, slashing, you know. Yes. Super, like, long athletic wings. Um, you know, they'll, they'll basically both play the two, three interchangeable, you know, whatever. Well, One that's of, what we're talking about. That's why I brought up last week. Cause we were talking about like, man, it'd be great in the draft if we could get someone who would let Wiggins play the two where he's better yeah, and also be able to guard the other team's best player and switch between, you know, be a guy who can switch. Yeah. We're like, man, maybe Josh Jackson could do that. Maybe he could follow to us. <laughs> now we're getting like one of the league's best defenders, yeah, one proven. of his best guys to go against Kevin Durant or Giannis or, you know, LeBron or whoever you're doing on a, any given night. Yeah. And so, Wiggins is going to be a bully. He's so good on defense against twos. Uh, yeah. That's just it. Like all the best Wiggins defensive moments are when he's playing against smaller twos and he's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be. They both have great post up games, so there's gonna be a lot of post up for both of them. The problem is that they both kind of have the same offensive game where they kind of like to hold the ball, size up the defense, triple threat, ISO a little bit. So yeah. to me, it's not like they can't play together, but it's more of like they have duplicate skill sets, and they're both sort of a little bit less than league average three point shooters. So you kind of have those are the issues to me. It's not like they can't play together. I think, like you're saying, Jimmy will take a lot of the weight off of Young Wiggins yeah. of all this pressure and stuff, and allow him to kind of be in the he's background a little more. Next year. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Gonna, he's going to win Most Improved he's Player next get year. Is a, what's going to happen? A lot more open shots, um, you know, and he's going to, you know, not have to exert so much energy on the defensive end, like right. you're saying. So. Definitely a plus for Wiggins, but I can I can see some growing pains there. They're going to have to figure out the lineups. They're going to have to figure out how to space everything out when both these guys are on the floor. But those are the only issues. And that's They're assuming small. that they don't improve their uh, shooting like they have have it every offseason so far. <laughs> Tibbs knows what he's doing. He, he, he can, he's going to fit Jimmy in like, there, all right. Jimmy learned something new every offseason. Wiggins improved his shooting so much last offseason. If he continues to make a similar jump forward, yeah. we could have these both these guys shooting like 38%, you know, believably, and that's not so bad. Yeah. Um, anything else about Butler now before we talk about Levine and Dunn? Think about how much he improves our video game stats. <laughs> like, if this is an NBA Jam, we go from having, like, Levine, Wiggins, and Cat. Now it's Cat, Butler, and Wiggins Ooh. on your NBA Jam team. Oh, yeah. 2K. We're way better at arcades. Yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of 2K. <laughs> With those 2K scores. Get those ratings up, man. <laughs> I'm in. All right. Um, before we get to our sponsor, let's talk about Levine and Dunn. So we are, um, they are leaving the team. They're heading to Chicago. Uh, they will be part of the rebuild out there. What? Uh, how do we feel about the the exiting? Let's let's talk about Zach Levine first. The guy who's been around. I'm gonna be been... sad to retire this drop. <laughs> yeah, that's it for for Allen Kingdom. He's gonna have to get a Butler rap. Um, but yeah, Zach Levine. Um, I'll miss him. You, you know, know, he's the headliner for Chicago in this deal. If you're a Bulls fan, this is who you kind of got to believe in. I mean, Dunn, yeah, but I think Dunn's more of a throw in. You got to be a Zach Levine fan now if you're in Chicago. You got to be able right. to believe in this guy getting back from injury. And like we're saying, we, we think he's going to be okay. That stuff it is scary when you look at it as a trade. Like, what? You're trading for this guy who just had ACL, but he's young. He's going to be all right, I think. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I he's think, an easy guy to cheer for. I think, Nintendo, yeah. I think the Chicago fans are going to like him a lot. I don't think he is the missing piece. You know, they're, yeah. they're still going to be bad next year and they'll probably want to tank. Yep. Because they still need to find that Carl Anthony Towns piece exactly. or whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. So they're probably not, you know, done with 
not the rebuild doesn't start from here. It still goes down yeah, a little bit for Chicago. Yeah, we know that. Yeah. But as somebody, I think Zach will thrive in Fred Hoiberg's offense. He'll get to take lots of threes. Oh, he'll get all the shots he wants. Yeah. he will be he will be firing next year. Whew. That's going to be crazy. He's going to take a lot of shots. <laughs> it's going to be interesting, though, if he's like, what is he going to do, start at the three? Because Dwayne Wade's going to be starting at the two, and Rondo yeah, is going to be at the one. Yeah, interesting to see they do with Wade, yeah. I mean, yeah. Wade's going to get bought out, but they can't do that right away, right? I don't know. Yeah, you got to think. I mean, yeah, Wade will be gone eventually. Hopefully they don't start the season with Rondo. Hopefully they can give Dunn the starting job. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they have a couple other vets, I guess, they need to move out of there. But, I don't know, I'm his Zach's sort of optimism and his, his youthful sort of buoyancy oh, out he there. Was, he was so goofy. I loved him. He gave the best interviews. He's just honest in interviews and wasn't, yeah. wasn't worried about sounding good or bad. He just spoke like himself, you know, talked in his own voice. He wasn't, like, trying to do that PR coach stuff where he says the right thing. He's just, you know, always honest. It was fun to see him, you know, grow. I, I think he's going to be a lot better of an NBA player than I thought his rookie year, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And let's always remember that without Zach, we would not have Carl Anthony Towns because he was yeah. key to that tanking while we ran him out at point. True. Uh, when I think of Zach, I think about Flip Saunders, though. That's kind of the main, one of the main sticky parts for me, I guess, is just like, this was like Flip's guy. Like, yeah. Flip picked him as, as a quote unquote home run swing. And, you know, and it turned out to be a, a pretty good pick. And, you know, Zach will show us here in the next couple of years just how good that pick was. But, but just him turning into Butler means that it was <laughs> totally. a home run. For yeah. The Wolves, it was For a the grand Wolves, slam. Maybe, yeah. You know? Yeah, true. Because now, if Zach, whatever Zach becomes, that's not on us anymore. So, like, you know, thank you, Flip. One more time for you know Zach Levine. That was a, you. You hit your home run on that one. And then for Dunn, you know, Chris had had a really bad, especially offensive season last year. Um, showed showed some things on defense, but I think it's interesting that you know Thibodeau was able just to flip his first ever draft pick for the Wolves. You know, I guess that kind of shows again how. Um, you know, he Thibodeau isn't what we think he is here. I don't know. I, it, it's on not, one hand, you're encouraged that the GM isn't like, oh, I made this draft pick. He's my first draft pick yeah, as GM. I got I got to prove it works. Yeah. You you like the idea that Thibodeau can recognize a mistake and cut cut bait. Yep. You know, before Separate it's too himself. late, which is something that a lot of our previous GMs have not been able to do for the yeah, Bulls. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side, like I said, maybe he drafted done for the Bulls last year and was just like, all right, let's yeah, get Darren well, Butler in here. That's a bad evaluation on. right there. Yeah. So I don't. <laughs> I don't know what it is with him, but yeah. I, I will give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he's a man who can recognize when he's made a mistake and admit it and you know correct it. And you know, I still got hope for Dunn. You know, I still, you still have a bobblehead for Dunn. You I still get rid have of. a bobblehead. We're looking at it right here. If anyone's Bulls fan listening to this show, you want a Chris Dunn Providence bobblehead. Tony uh, Freeman, you out there? <laughs> let us know. Uh, you know, we want to get it to a, a Chicago Bulls fan who uh, needs uh, needs some hope. Maybe you're a Bulls fan and a Providence alum somehow. You know, <laughs> somehow, some way. You're probably looking for this bobblehead right now. But you know, despite his advanced age at 23 and how bad his rookie season was, you know, I think Dunn will carve out a spot for himself in this league. The I problem is, surprised. just in this in this trade as a, as sort of like the second piece, it's just I think he's going to be disappointing for that uh, it, for yeah. Butler. And uh, we need. You know, we need to get wins and get to the playoffs now, and he's a, he's a project. Although I will not be surprised if he performs quite a lot better next year because, uh, you know, it's hard to be a rookie under Tom Thibodeau. You're, you know, you're not going to get the minutes if you're yeah. making mistakes. He's going to get a lot of minutes next year. He's going to get the time to make the mistakes and figure them out. So I wouldn't be surprised if he looks a lot better next year than he did this year. Agreed. Uh, cool. Anything else about those guys, Scott? I'll miss you. Miss you guys. We'll always have those slam dunk contests, and I'll always have my Zach Levine socks. Yeah, Wolves uniform right there for those those slam dunk titles. Um, let's get to our sponsor. 
Who's our sponsor this week, Neil? Sponsor this week, special, very, very, uh, you know, timely sponsor, very relevant sponsor. This week, uh, our show is sponsored by none other than Hoops Heat. Yes, Hoops Heat is a burn cream for victims of bad basketball transactions. Uh, Has your favorite team been burned by a terrible trade, Mm -hmm. singed by a dumb deal, or uh, seared by a stupid swap? You know what? Hoops Heat is here for you. It's a wonderful ointment, some cooling technology. Just rub it all over your body, wherever you're burned, wherever you're feeling burned. If you're a Chicago Bulls fan right now, you're feeling burned everywhere. Well, good thing they have the jumbo-sized tube for you. Hoops heat uh, will ale is is uh, is perfect for whatever ails the burning uh, NBA fan that has had a terrible trade happen to them. It's inevitable. Yeah, all the teams will do it eventually. Mm. Nobody's immune. But Knicks fans, oh, you probably still have stocked up a lot after seeing the effects of the Carmelo trade and what that's done to your franchise. Ugh. I hope you still have some on hand for when Kristaps gets traded for a handful of second-round lottery picks or some guys who can play the triangle later this summer. Yeah, and we just had the NBA draft, and, you know, not every pick looks good right now, okay? Especially, you know, some of these guys you might not have heard of, you might not have seen them play. You probably think your team picked a dud. Well, Hoops Heat's here for you. And uh, for everybody else, free agency is happening the end of this week. It's coming up real quick. You might be, Your team might be signing somebody who is going to make you... Gonna make it hurt a little bit for you, okay? There's some bad deals coming. There's some huge contracts on the horizon for players who do not deserve them. It's going down next week. We're early in July here. And we can announce, actually, we are the first to announce this news. Hoops Heat will be the official on-jersey sponsor for the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, yeah. They're so entitled to a free lifetime supply, and or at least until they get their own first-round draft picks back eventually. Yeah, lots of situations where where, uh, Hoops Heat Burn Cream um, can help you. So make sure you check them out online at hoopsheat.com. They will, uh, you know, they'll help you out uh, for your uh, all the pain you're feeling if you are a fan of an NBA team about to make a terrible basketball transaction this week. Hoops Heat should only be applied topically. Do not ingest Hoops Heat or put it inside your body in any other way. Hoops Heat is not responsible for any real life burns that is caused. And make sure you always consult with your doctor before having intercourse while on Hoops Heat. I'd like to thank Hoops Heat for their uh, support of Wolves Cast. Thank you again. Check out Hoops Heat. All right, next up, we've got Predicted. It is predicted. It's time to predict some things. It's a special, special edition type of predicted right here. We're, We're not turning gonna... our crystal ball towards NBA free agency. That's right. Starting That's very right. soon. It's themed. It's a themed uh, predicted. Uh, before we get to the actual predictions, we are going to first talk a little bit about uh, about uh, free agency and um, you know what is to come here. We're going to talk about maybe some some needs talking about what the Wolves might be looking for, especially now that they have, you know... A new modus move. operandi. <laughs> I didn't say that right. Oh, operandi? What is know. that? It's your, uh, you know, your new mission order, basically. It's uh, like, you know, before we were on 
figure out what our players are and see if we can get the young guys improving and figure out if you know who our core is going to be. And now it's make the playoffs two years in a row. Let's All right. do this. Let's go. This Let's is do gonna it. Be, I'm more excited for this team than I was for Kevin Love's final year when it was really the make or break season because we knew we had to make the playoffs or lose him. The last love. The last love season. The last love with season. With Rick Adelman. As usual. And uh, you know, I'm even more excited because I think that this team, I mean, one, they're, there's so much that could happen in free agency that will – Determine whether the Wolves are going to be, you know, how how the Western Conference is going to look. Are the Utah Jazz going to implode? Is Gordon Hayward and George Hill going to leave and they become, uh, you know, outside the playoffs team? What is going to happen with the, you know, Portland Trailblazers who are way over the cap that's now suddenly <laughs> lower than it was supposed to be, oh, yeah. you know? And so there's a lot of teams, the Clippers, they could blow this whole thing up. Ooh. We have no idea what they're going to be like. And those are three teams that were in the playoffs who just might fall out, you know? Yeah, so we're recording this show a couple days before July 1st, which is when free agency opens officially. Last year, I think Kevin Durant made a decision on July 4th, ceremoniously, right? So maybe a couple days after, maybe you know, early into the week, uh, in the first week of July, that'll be that's when the decisions will be coming. But like you're saying, the NBA sort of landscape will be decided, especially those big when those big dominoes fall first. Right. It takes you know? a while, like. I don't think we're going to know where Kyle Korver signs until we see where J.J. Right, Reddick signs. You know, right, like right, you right, kind right. of have to wait for the big dogs to fall so you can figure out where your market yeah, is. Yeah, and those come first. So we'll be looking, yeah, we'll be looking at Curry, uh, Chris Paul, um, you know, Kyle Lowry, Paul Millsap. Those are Blake Griffin. Like you said, Hayward. Those are going to be the big dogs to go first, hopefully. <laughs> it's funny when they don't go. Everyone's kind of then sitting yeah, on their hands. Waiting, All right. Waiting, 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 waiting. Where are those yep. guys going to go? So I hope that we hope they go right away midnight on Friday night or whatever it is. But sometimes you got to wait. But let's talk about what the Wolves might be looking for. Um, most accounts have them with about $18 million in cap space. Around 18, also, 18 to 20 we forgot to mention in our goodbye segment. Goodbye, Jordan Hill. We enjoyed oh. your hair and the few minutes that you played on Christmas Day. Yeah, but you didn't do anything for us. so uh, That's $4 million off the books, though. Yeah, yeah, and that's included in this. So $18 million in cap space. Uh, so they have a little bit less after the Jimmy Butler move, but uh, obviously you still do that move and yeah. figure it out. So um, we'll still have ample cap, cap space, but at this point probably can't get to one of the big – big name players without making some moves. It's also a good time to use this cap space because we're going to obviously max out Wiggins this fall, in which case then he'll have a larger number on our cap books. But we don't have to do that until after free agency, so it's time to sign some contracts. Yeah, we got to get some other guys uh, right now. Um, Some needs the Wolves have, obviously uh, shooting, still a big one. That is one of the things the Wolves got worse at this week uh, when they traded traded yes. away Zach Levine uh, their team's probably best their probably their best shooter and you know most prolific shooter he uh, he um, you know shot 6.6 6 or six and a half uh, attempts a game last year and shot almost 40% shot 39% on those so but he that's did a great give shooter. up 10 three pointers on the guy who's guarding <laughs> who shot 80% on him not real facts yeah, exactly. yeah exactly so statistics are fun so so we need some shooters we also need some depth um, especially on the wing and uh, in the power forward department. Our bench was so bad last year. Bench was bad, and we just did a trade. We traded three for one. So, yeah, so <laughs> we do need the depth, especially if we think that uh, Shabazz is going to get snapped up by some other team, which will remains to be seen. Yeah, I think you know uh, Shabazz is, is kind of thought of as he. Someone's going to give him a great deal. He he plays the the, the position in the league, um, a wing position three three four is is the weakest in the league right now as far as numbers go. So someone's going to give him a lot of money, Adrian. Pain, you'd like to think, uh, is on his way out. So those are two guys that fill this range. Yeah, we didn't extend him the last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gone. 
Um, here's my question. Yeah. With that in mind, I would think that Thibodeau is more likely to use the cap space to sign several players instead of several role players instead of like give all twenty million to JJ Redick and then you know scare, yeah. scrap heap the rest. But the counterpoint to that is that Towns, Butler, and Wiggins are all going to play forty minutes a game next year. <laughs> oh, you know that. You know oh, it. God. It's not. It's not even a question. Uh, and so, really, do like how many minutes is there for the bench? Right. Do we really need more than like how a six or seven man bench? You know, rotation because <laughs> yeah. three of those guys you know are going to play at, honestly thirty eight minutes a night. Yeah, that's definitely true. I, I mean, you. Uh, I keep hoping that that's not the case, but I think you're you right. You know it is. You know it is. Uh, I just think that if they're all together and they're less young than they used to be, especially Butler. Like, will he let uh, this? This will be really interesting. Like, if it was Levine, Wiggins, Towns, yeah, they run it back and they're all 38 plus again. But does he give cut a break to Butler, who is now a little bit older? You know, I still think you're right with Wiggins and Towns. They're playing 38 minutes plus. But but will Butler drop down to 35 or 33 or something average? That is the interesting one to me. I could maybe see him giving him a break because he's a little bit older, but and probably not. I cannot because <laughs> I know Tom Thibodeau. So, yeah, so, yeah, how much depth uh, is an interesting one here? To me, I think the Wolves have two options here. I mean, yeah, there are maybe you could still get two players with 20 million or so here, but, you know, I think the question is do you, do you move on from Rubio to get crazy room to get up to 35 million? Or do you hang on to Rubio, maybe get rid of Aldridge, which has 7 million on the cap, and bring that number up to 25, something like that? And, and and kind of just get one of these guys. But here's so, my question for you, Neil. Yeah, you free up cap space by moving Rubio. Yep. Is there a cheaper point card you can bring in? Because any guy on the free agency market, Patty Mills is going to get more money per year than Ricky Rubio is making. They will not. They, no, they will not be able to get a cheaper guy for for that. And money. so if we get rid of Rubio, and we, so we got to pay twenty million to a starting point guard, well then we have no solution at power forward. Yep. And so like you're basically, I mean, unless you're going to get like a guy on a cheap contract already, like Patrick Beverly, like I I don't want it like. Regardless of how you feel Ricky is compared to Drew Holiday, you have to ask yourself, would you rather have Ricky at $14 million next year or Drew Holiday at like 21, 22? And then you don't get anyone else in free agency. Yeah. And I don't think they may, I don't think they move on from, I mean, it, it, it's kind of one and the same, right? If they move on from Rubio, they will have room for a new point guard, new starting point guard who makes a lot of money and a, a guy who maybe isn't Millsap, obviously, but he is maybe a, you know, Jamichael Green yeah. at, at $17 million or something like sure. that. So you could maybe do a combo. Move on from Rubio. You could do a combination of George Hill and Jamichael Green or something like that. That's not so bad. Or, if George Hill's in the equation, I'd yeah, be more interested. Yeah, or Patty Mills. I like George and, Hill a lot more than I like Drew Holiday. So or, that's or, Patty Mills like and Gallinari or something like that. You know, Patty yeah. Mills oh, and, that's and, another and, interesting and two one. Pat Patterson. Because I would love to have D- Gallinari on the team. If it's Gallinari. Oh, that changes the equation. You Your know? point about so. Rubio, you're not going to get the type of play for the money that right. you're going to get from Rubio. But what I think could happen here, especially with this Butler move, is that now the shooting thing, I think, is more of a problem than it used to be. I think especially with your starting five, you have, I think it might now be worth it to sacrifice the value you get with Rubio to have a better fit with somebody else. Someone who is, again, maybe maybe Hill maybe Patty Mills, um, uh, Beverly on the trade block right now um, from from Houston, if reports are to be believed, they want to move on from him. Um, you know, Beverly is someone who's a great shooter and a, and a fantastic defender as well. So, 
you know, I think there are sort of Although not a very good ball strategic, <laughs> more strategic, guard. like here's who we have on the roster. Yes, Rubio is a better value for the money. We're not going to find a better value for him. But for this extra, how many, how many millions, seven, eight million, might be a lot, you, we can find a better fit for this team. And I think that is where you might see that kind of move here in the next two weeks. That's well, the argument for it anyway. The flip side of this is something we've talked about often on this show. What team wants Rubio? Yep. Well, what can we get for him? Because it seems like there's he's always in the trade rumors. He's always in the rumors, Neil, but it seems like no team actually wants him. If like, the Wolves move on from Rubio, I would expect it to be a salary dump style move. It would not be you trade him to the Knicks and you get back a great piece. It'd be like you trade him to the Knicks or uh, you trade him to the, the Mavericks or the Pelicans or if uh, George Hill leaves the Jazz. You just dump him on them, basically, and you get back an expiring or you get back something, a draft pick or something, and and you kind of – it's about getting that space back so you can sign George Hill, so you can sign Patty Mills or something. Right. I, I really don't think that – they could get an asset back, but I think they would opt to just have the space. Just get that space back so you can move on and get somebody else. So there are a couple teams. That the, the point guard carousel is going to be very interesting. It's You're going right. to be the number one storyline. Because the there's not week. a lot of vacancies now, but there will be once. There will be once the carousel moves. And we're going to see if Lowry or George Hill or Drew Holiday, um, those guys might move. And then there will maybe be spaces for Rubio or the Spurs for Rubio or, the, again, Toronto or the Raptors. If, if Lowry does go somewhere, so you can see what him. What you're telling me is... So many, so many potential moves. Okay, but let's let's move on from the point guard thing. What about the shooting aspect? Even if it's not a point guard, what about some of these bigs that we have here? I think we need a stretch power forward. I think a lot of people agree that Gorgie Zhang is an amazing player. Definitely need him on the team, but might be best coming off the bench. Might be better to uh, kind of switch up the matchups, the lineups there a little bit, and instead get a different kind of uh, power forward in there. Um, Paul Millsap, obviously, if you have if you have super max space, would be ideal. But I don't know about that. If he's walking through that door, I would ideally, if you can get him at the right price, I would love Danilo Gallinari. Right, right. I think he could be a great stretch four. Yeah. He can fit in well with this team. I love his playmaking, Ooh. and I think he's just a great player who is very injury prone. So hopefully, the injury proneness will bring his money down. Yeah, Gallo. Would, he might just get max money from Denver though. Gallo know? would be great. They, yeah, they have a lot of bigs. Uh, uh, you know, also other players, Jermichael Green. Um, from Memphis, they also have a lot of bigs. I don't know if they're going to be able to pay him. Um, I don't want to have Miritich on this list. He's Miritich, not good enough at three point shooting or anything else. I don't think. I don't Mir- think he's a consistent, uh, like a reliable three point shooter. I think he's a good shooter, but I, the problem is I don't know what else, much else he brings to the team, and he's restricted. Right. So you're going to have to throw a big number at him. I'd be Jonas much more Jarebko, interested in. Uh, okay, well, Drebko, Drebko, and Caspi are some of the cheaper options. Um, CJ Miles as well. I yeah. Think. Well, that's the argument. Is like if you decide to spend. All your money on, I could say, JJ yeah. Redick and Patty Mills or something. Yeah, you could get like Omri Caspi on like yeah. a, you know, play, like minimum veteran minimum. Or I would love like that. to see Caspi back. He's going to be such, he's going to be such a great value. Like you're saying, especially if we get one of these high higher ticket guys, Caspi is the way to get a a solid rotation guy for for what will probably be one of the cheaper contracts in the league. So I'd like to see them go back to Caspi a little bit. Um, who are some shooter guys that you like uh, here? If if uh, you know the Wolves do have some space to to sign somebody in the category of former Timberwolves uh, Thibodeau players <laughs> is uh, Kyle Korver and C.J. Miles. 
Uh, Kyle obviously can can't play. He can't play defense a lick, and I don't know if uh, Thibodeau wants that at all. And yeah. he might be just looking for a reign at this point in his career. I don't really, really know what he wants. But you always got to keep an eye on him because I feel like after how bad he played for the Cavs last yeah. season, he might get a, a you know under market deal. Yeah. And C.J. Miles is a guy who had maybe the best season of his career, but has been always kind of on cheap contracts. So maybe it's a situation where you can get him to like you know maybe eight million a year or something like that. Get him on like a Cole Aldridge kind of deal. Yeah, I would like that. I could see him being being cheap cheap wing for us some good three-point shooting vets that i would like if you can get them at the right price would be like obviously you know not too many millions of dollars but it'd be vince carter or jason terry yeah maybe some minimum guys i think they're both like wily old vets who could also spot up and shoot you know and still useful on the court and plus i love vince and so does andrew wiggins um my three and d guys who are you know, I, I want to see what kind of contract Tabo Cephalosha is going to get, you know, because yeah. he's a guy who's also, you know, a veteran in this league who's still got enough in him to be a great wing defender off the bench and, you know, give us interesting looks. P.J. Tucker, I'm going to be interested to see where he lands. I think James Johnson's going back to Miami, but I think he could be a good fit for this team. Mm. And I'm interested in Tony Snell. I know he's a restricted free agent, but Milwaukee's in a really bad cap situation right now, and they need to figure out some ways to shed salary. So if you offer just a decent deal to him in restricted free agency, I don't know if Milwaukee can match. Yeah, I like Snell a lot too. But yeah, I think the restricted thing. Former Thibodeau player as well. The restricted thing is tough. Yeah, so uh, we'll see about that. Um, Some guys who I'd be interested at the right price would be like Sean Livingston as a backup point guard or Darren Collison as a backup point guard. I think Collison would probably go really cheap if we need some like, you know, we're not sure. We're keeping Ricky and we're not sure if Tyus is there and we want like a $5 million a year kind of like backup point guard. Yeah. Collison. Um, And I don't know about Taj Gibson, but he's a name to keep an eye on. And same with uh, Maurice Spates. Who's a big shooting, uh, good shooting big man who might be on a cheap contract as well? Yeah, I like Gibson. He's he's just not good enough a shooter for me. You need you no, need basically the, the best of the bunch shooters here uh, for this. Now it's like yeah, before we got Butler, maybe one of these other not slightly non shooters could go, but yeah. Um, you know, to me, there are a couple of people who are falling into the unlikely now. Lowry, we still hear a little rumbles about Lowry. Maybe he would come tight with tight with Jimmy Butler. Maybe he would come through there, but. I don't know. I think he's he's 31. He's he's going to have to have a 5-year max deal. I don't know if the Wolves should do that. I nope. just even if he signals that he would come it'd be really exciting, but he he's too old plus you're going to have to give him he's the same age as George Hill, but the difference is you can probably give George Hill a 3 plus 1 deal or a straight 3-year deal rather than a 4 plus 1 or a 5-year deal that you'd have to give to Lowry. So you don't well, want any give, part of those last maybe years. Maybe you can give Lowry a deal with player options and for year like 3 or 4 or 5 and then, you know, like I've always said, people look at contracts but every single NBA contract is tradable. You can trade any contract. So, we run Kyle Lowry out there with uh, Jimmy Butler for his age 32, 33 seasons yeah. and then if Butler leaves like we trade Lowry or something, you know? You can always trade contracts even a- if it's a bad contract. Abaka is another guy we talked about a lot before. Apparently, he uh, rumors are he is is locked in to staying with the Raptors. Well, it's looking slow too. I wouldn't want to give him this next big contract. And then Redick, someone I really really like, someone I really wanted the Wolves to get. Thought it was very possible. Now with Butler in here, I just I I can't see Reddick signing with the Wolves even with Butler to come off the bench. He's not gonna he's not going to he's not going to be a bench player even though at this advanced part of his career, unless that team is the Cavs or unless that team is is a is a top five team or something like that. Sure. I don't think he wants even if he's either going to do a bad team for the max where he's going to start or a middling team like the Wolves where he can start. But I just I can't imagine him being like, yeah, I'll come off the bench or whatever for. Yeah. Uh, so that uh, those three guys I think are falling out of the conversation for the Wolves at this point. Let's get to our predictions. We got right. we got to predict some things. 
Um, we are going to predict. We're each going to have one prediction here about uh, some things we might see and free agency uh, here coming up in the next couple of weeks. Mine. Oh my god! Uh, mine's gonna be about a specific player. I think to Pat. Pat Patterson is coming through that door. A guy we didn't even talk about. Well, I, I have him on my list, talked to him a little bit, but yeah, I think, I don't know, maybe there's just too much smoke of like, maybe it's just like Wolves fans and Wolves Twitter getting to me about like everyone being agreements on this guy. But I think the combination of what we just talked about, Serge Ibaka coming back to the Raptors, I think, I guess it depends on what they do with with with, um, with uh, Valanciunas and stuff, but... Yeah, the Raptors have got a tough cap situation. The Raptors are going to be in flux a little bit, and so I think Patterson will get squeezed out, and I can really see the Wolves grabbing him. I don't... He will be expensive, probably more expensive than you want him to be, but I think he will be... He, he's sort of a guy I can see them going with, no matter what they do with, their, with Rubio and stuff here, so my prediction is Pat Patterson will be signed this summer... By the wolves, so just going straight to a specific guy and hoping it works out. That's my that's my prediction anyway. Pat All Patterson. right, we'll see about that. I'm, my prediction is going to be uh, something that has been correct every time I predicted it, and that's that Ricky Rubio's not going anywhere, I'm baby. Ricky Rubio. I'm not like anybody else. That's right, Stay, hanging in, and hanging. I'm at the point where until Beating I see it, odds. until I see it, I don't believe it. I've already True. heard too much. He's on a great deal. I think that you know. I think the whole Tibbs uh, Rubio thing's overblown, and it just seems like it's still there because you hear the rumors all the time. But yeah. I think it's probably just like Ricky's agent doing this or something, you know? True, true. Whoever's been leaking Ricky's name has been doing it long before Thibodeau got here. So you know, maybe just some some guy in the Timberwolves front office doesn't like him very much or something. But uh, you know, all I'm saying is until I see it, I'm not going to believe it. Ricky Rubio, your starting point guard for your next year's Timberwolves team. Those are our predictions. Whenever we do another show, you'll find out uh, if they're. I also predict State Fair. Jimmy Butler's going to be wearing like a country hat country boots <laughs> and a big old belt buckle all right time to close out the show with a game let's go Ooh, the old game show music you gotta, gotta go back and forth flip it a little bit i dig it you know, you know, you know. time to get to know your newest tim rolls player neil all right jimmy buckets butler i thought about justin Patton, but all right all right neil i have to be butler too question number one at what age did jimmy's mom kick him out of his house making him homeless is it over or under age 14? Under or oh. Actually, I'll go 14 and a half because, you know. 14 and a half, under, over. Um, wow, I think I'll go. I'll go over. He was over 14 when he was getting kicked out. Let's turn up that buzzer. I wanted to hurt extra, extra when you get it wrong. Terrible, terrible. At age 13, his mom kicked him out of his house. He was then living at friend's house off and on a few days at a time until right before his senior year of high school. When he met a friend who he moved in with and was wow. allowed to stay with. And that became part of the family there. All, All right, right, Neil. Next question. From, where did Jimmy Butler attend college before Marquette? <laughs> I didn't know. He So he transferred to Marquette, is what you're saying. Yep. Transferred Freshman in. Freshman year was somewhere else. Ah, uh, wow. I don't even know where he's from from before then, so it's really hard to guess. I'll guess uh, Texas, University of Texas. Uh, well, it is in Texas, but oh, unfortunately, Baylor? it is Tyler Junior College in Tyler, Texas. He is the only <laughs> NBA All-Star from the past decade who has attended a junior college. All right. Dang, now you know. Tyler. Yeah, no one wanted him. He was never recruited by the big school, so he from just did his Tyler. thing. That's what I'm saying. He came from the bottom, Neil. Now he's here. He knows how to work hard. Ugh. Nothing was ever given to him. He was never, you know, number one high school prospect or anything like that. Yeah. He was a self-made man. All right, next question. On January 15th, 
2014, Jimmy Butler set a Bulls franchise's record for minutes played in one game in a triple overtime victory over the Orlando Magic. Of course, Tom Thibodeau was the coach. <laughs> Neil, my question is, did he play over or under 57 and a half minutes in that game? In in, in one game. In one game. You a triple overtime game. Oh, okay. Oh, triple overtime. Had to be over. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. Yes. Finally got one. It's always good to guess one. over with Thibodeau in minutes. He played finally 60 minutes one. in that game, setting a Bulls oh, franchise wow. record. 60 minutes in a game. All right, Crazy. Neil. Next question. It's a multiple choice question. Which NBA player did not play with Jimmy Butler at Marquette? Was it Wes Matthews, Steve Novak, Lazar Hayward, or Jay Crowder? Gosh. This is hard. All Marquette alums, but which one did not play on with Jimmy Butler? Sam again, Sam again, Sam again. So Wes Matthews, Steve Novak, Lazar Hayward, and Jay Crowder. I want to say Wes Matthews. I think he's a little bit older. Ah. Wes and Lazar were on that team when Jimmy was a sophomore. Wow. And then Jimmy's senior year, Jay Crowder was on the team. Okay. Steve Novak, Novak is like the one. Years so Novak's he got drafted a lot like older. Yeah, ah. Older dude. So they got that. All right. Now, the next question. According to an interview, what part of his car did Jimmy Butler allegedly remove? Oh, I know this one. His rear view mirrors. That's right. He doesn't <laughs> like looking back, ladies and gentlemen. So I love he, that story. He even takes the rear view mirrors out of his car, which I don't think he does because I'm pretty sure that's illegal it's and illegal. highly dangerous. Yeah, 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 I don't want to do that. This would be the next thing. Like, go ahead and Snapchat and drive, Wiggins, if the comparison, like if the alternative is uh, no <laughs> yeah. review. Re- 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 can't say exactly. that. Good. All right, next question. Which player has scored the most points in a single game? Is it Towns, Butler, or Wiggins? Most in a single game. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty high. sure Jimmy's done more than 50, so I don't think Towns or Wiggins has done 50, although Wiggins might be up there. I'll say Butler. I'll say Butler. Yes, correct. Uh, Wiggins and Towns are tied with 47 points 47. each. And Jimmy scored 53 in a game. Oh, last the season, Sixers. right? It was against the Sixers in last season. Yeah. All right. Uh, two more questions, Neil. True or false, Jimmy faxed his national letter of intent to attend Marquette in from a McDonald's. I mean, I guess it could be from anywhere, but I don't know. Maybe he was over at Tyler, Tyler, whatever, college or whatever, and getting sick of it. So he's like, I'm, I don't care. At the McDonald's, I'm going to do it now. I'll say true. I'll say true. He did it. Yeah, True. I didn't know McDonald's had faxes, but yeah, maybe they're different do down that? in Texas, you know? You got to talk to the manager. All right. Finally, Neil, final question. We may be seeing a new celebrity sit courtside for some Wolves games this year. Which celebrity friend did Jimmy travel to Paris with? After meeting him during the filming of Transformers Dark of the Moon in Chicago. So just anybody. You know, I think this is Jimmy Butler's celebrity friend. He met him. He's the okay. star of Transformers Dark of the Moon. Met I, him during the filming and then went to Paris with this celebrity star. I don't know if this person is in the Transformers movie, but I do know that Jimmy Butler is pals with Mark Wahlberg. Is that right? Ah, That's right. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'd like to be a fly on the wall on that Paris trip. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Marky Mark and uh, Jimmy Buckets hanging so, out together. Just what I'm saying. Don't be surprised if you see him in Minneapolis this year, everybody. Yeah. We got yeah, pals. Yeah, we got it. We got a couple of Jimmy G's, uh, you know, sound drops we didn't get to play in today. I don't want to play them right now. <laughs> Jimmy G buckets. The G stands for gets, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> as well as. Basically call him Jimmy Jordan because he looked like Michael Jordan tonight. Oh, my goodness. That's right. Both of those are Stacey King on the WGN podcast. Look forward to hearing that. <laughs>
a lot in the next season of Wolves Cast. Excited for yeah, Jim Pete to Jim and Jim, Jim and Jimmy, Jimmy Jam, Jim and Jim, Jimmy and Jimmy Jam. All Jim right, Pete, everybody, Jimmy thank Buck. you for listening. We appreciate it. Um, once again, we didn't expect to record this, and so we don't know when the next one will come. But we promise, if anything shocking or big happens in free agency, or you know, some major trades happen, we don't know. It could be crazy next month. But uh, if something crazy happens, you just tune in here, or better yet, so subscribe. Yeah. That way, it just comes to you. I hate you know being proactive, so just subscribe to Wolf's Cast on your favorite podcast subscription service. Follow us on Twitter at Wolf's Cast. It's a fun place to be. Uh, free agency is only a couple days away. So, yeah, maybe we'll be seeing you again with some big Wolves news that we can talk about for a whole hour uh, next week as well. We'll just we'll just do it all again. Alexi, change, change your face. Be happy. Enjoy. <laughs> Without any reason. The whole got, franchise has changed its face. Uh, the whole yeah. franchise has changed its face. New era, Neil. We went from losers to winners overnight. And remember, everybody, don't tweet anything mean at Jimmy. Jimmy Butler looks so ugly, bruh. Look like a face you put on a totem pole, bruh. Looking like a tiki mask, bruh. <laughs>